Hey everybody, welcome back to the Next Move podcast. And if this is your first time listening to the show, we are a podcast that share stories of impact and innovation in India. And today, I am lucky enough to be joined by Dhruv Khanna, who is the co-founder of Triton Foodworks, who is a perfect example of innovation and persistence and overcoming challenges, especially we were just talking before we got on the show, but they're facing even right now. So they are a hydroponics company, which is a new age way of farming. And I'll really let Dhruv get into it because he'll be able to explain it much better than I am. So I'll bring him on now. Hey, Dhruv, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Uh, but where I start all of these podcasts is really the story behind Triton Foodworks and your own story as well. So what, what led you guys to starting Triton Foodworks? What, what's your background and how did you come to it? Yeah, so basically I am uh, a mechanical engineer. Uh, I did my mechanical engineering uh, and then I went to Singapore to pursue my master's from uh, NDU Singapore. While I was in Singapore, I had always uh, thought, uh, you know, I will just give starting up a chance before getting into a job. Because I, I know it gets more difficult to jump from a job to a startup. So I thought I'll just risk everything before getting into a job. And then the safest option is obviously to get into a job. So uh, I was just actively discovering things uh, while my uh, master's was ending. And I spoke with Ulas. Ulas is my childhood friend who's also a co-founder uh, on a normal catch-up call. And uh, he was just, his mother was just diagnosed with ILD, which is a degenerative lung disorder. Uh, she's, uh, she recently also went to lung transplant, uh, but she's recovering fine now. Uh, so he was just finding out different ways to uh, make make her mother stay in a healthy uh, environment, which is, uh, you know, which has lesser pollution and he realized that uh, even if he moves his mother to a, a farm uh, in an isolated place, there are still risks of pesticides and uh, how we that we get into agriculture. Just reading it online, we were discussing this thing called hydroponics. You know, you can you can actually grow crops without soil. During that time, we had a bridge uh, in Stanford uh, where uh, we actually. Uh, discovered i i uh, visited a few farms in the us i was back uh, when i was back in singapore i visited a few farms in singapore and i started uh, looking at how this thing works you know if it's actually possible or not because uh, back 6 years back 5 years back it was quite uh, difficult to believe that you know you can grow crops without soil it is quite it's still new but it, it was quite new back then so uh, we saw everything we found out people who could actually uh, help us in getting into this and i decided to come back to india and we started this we just jumped into it without you know without actually getting a lot of info we just jumped uh, started our first farm in scenic farms and then we've been moving uh, forward since then well so um you know the story of ulas's mom you know i'm, I'm very sorry to hear that she's going through i hope she's getting better yeah. um but it, it makes so much sense because Hydroponics is solving so many of our current agricultural issues. Could you talk about the process of hydroponics? What is it? How is it different to traditional farming as we know right now? So to simply put it, hydroponics is just a way to grow crops without soil. We are just, we're just reducing uh, uh, the inputs that go into growing a plant. So not using soil, which is the major cause of pathogens, bacteria, viruses, in uh, what we eat. 
by different medias. So uh, we're replacing soil. Uh, we're replacing the nutrients that uh, they get from the soil by liquid uh, soluble nutrients, water soluble nutrients. And uh, in some cases, we are also optimizing the lights. So there are a huge variety of hydroponic systems. Any from uh, the least effective one is uh, uh, around 65 uses 65 percent lesser water as compared to uh, a soil uh, to soil farm. And the most effective one saves almost 98 percent uh, water as compared to a traditional farm, while increasing the uh, growth by 20 to 300 times. So the most effective system that we have. Uh, also, uh, we're doing that uh, right now at our farm. It's 300 times more effective as compared to a traditional soil farm. So, uh, is just, you know, using lesser resources to grow uh, better quality food. Wow. So, you know, that, that's incredible because you know, I think we've all been reading and seeing this all over the news, not especially right now because of COVID, but, you know, uh, food scalability is going to be a huge issue for us moving forward, right? Will, with our population growing so fast and the world's population growing so fast, will we be able to scale at the rate that we need to? And I think, like you're saying, targeted farming, as you're, as you're able to do, increases your yield rates, lowers the amount of water. So it, it just feels like the best way for us move, to move forward. Uh, let's go, let's jump back into getting to the business. So you've, you've moved back to India, you're with Ulas, and... Yeah. What's the next yeah. step? How did you guys go about it? So apart from Ulas, I have another co-founder uh, uh, called Deepak Kukreja. Uh, we, three, uh, we three co-founded the company. Actually, we five co-founded the company. Two other people, Devanshu and Webhav. Uh, we together founded the company in uh, during the first farm in Sainik Farm. And then as uh, it happens with any other startup, we started facing initial hiccups, failures. Uh, the first one is quite early. Uh, I think it was just... Uh, four months uh, after starting our farm. So we actually bootstrapped our startup uh, initially. We just invested our own savings, uh, some took money from their family as a loan. Uh, I uh, took some money which I'd saved from uh, a scholarship which I got in Singapore. So we just uh, took some money from our own savings and you know some loans from family. We started our first farm uh, pretty much uh, on a very low budget. Uh, then uh, we started the first crop, which, which was strawberries. We were very, we did very good in uh, growing strawberries in uh, Sainik Farm. And, and then the summers came. Uh, March, we started uh, setting up a greenhouse because we needed a greenhouse for uh, uh, growing in a controlled environment. Sainik Farms is, uh, we were able to just get a place there uh, through Ulas's contacts. But Sainik Farms is a very, uh, uh, posh area in Delhi and uh, it's quite, uh, there's a Supreme Court uh, case going on uh, against Sainik Farms because it was supposed to be an agricultural land and people have started staying there. So there's a lot of uh, people aren't supposed to, they're not allowed to build houses in Sainik Farms. So we were just building a greenhouse which is obviously allowed uh, and we were, uh, we just got uh, some people from the uh, local police uh, object and you know, asking for some bribes to which we refused because one, we were against it. Second, we were, uh, uh, we were on a very low budget. So the next day, our farm was just demolished by the MCD because there are orders uh, given in the local uh, department that if they see any activity of building a house, you can just demolish without a notice. So without our, no without our knowledge, uh, the next day the farm was demolished and I was, I was very nearby. Uh, uh, it was a weekend. Uh, so I just came and I saw everything was just, you know, we spent so much money uh, <laughs> and everything was just demolished. 
So all of us were, were in shock uh, mm-hmm. for a couple of uh, days. And then we just, uh, you know, we thought this has to happen now. We'll just move on. We uh, tried uh, contacting the local departments. We uh, met the local MLA. We complained to a couple of places. And uh, in a few days, the local uh, engineer, the junior engineer from the MCD came and he, he apologized saying that uh, he thought we were building a house. So they're completely different things. It's built out of metal. It doesn't look like a house, but yeah, whatever. So we thought we'll take a step back. We we uh, took some time to figure out a, an actual agriculture place, which is not under any scrutiny or any other cases. Uh, uh, and we found that out. We moved whatever is left out of that broken structure. Uh, we took that out. And we obviously invested more money. Uh, and we built a greenhouse at a proper agriculture land uh, in North Delhi. Wow. So I think that is, you know, something that most people will be, will really not be able to resonate with because you guys had built out something and you had got a profit on your growing your strawberries. you started everything up from scratch, not knowing anything from hydroponics. And then the Delhi municipality comes in and says, look, you're building on um, agricultural land. You're building a residential home, which is BS, as you know, because you were building an agricultural facility and all they wanted was a bribe. And I think, you know, uh, two major things that happened as a result of this. You guys refused to give the bribe. How come, like, did you think that, you know, this is just not part of the value and you just thought, we will be able to, you know, go through this or you just, you, you didn't feel that was the right thing to do. So it was actually both. So first of all, we're, we're not doing anything wrong. So there's nothing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that can stop us from actually growing in an agricultural land. We are, we are mm-hmm. allowed to build, uh, do agricultural activity, even in residential areas, in commercial areas, and obviously in agricultural land. So agricultural activity is not prohibited. We were just building a, a greenhouse on an agriculture land. So we were like, you know, there's nothing wrong that we are doing. Even if something comes up to this stage that we get an order from MCD, we can definitely fight it back. But there was no way uh, we were going to pay a bribe. And uh, uh, the bribe amount that they were asking for was almost the cost of a greenhouse. So first, it's ethically wrong. Second, we were uh, just doing the right thing. Wow. And so, we also, you know, we also request them that we are, you know, we are just the age of your kids and, you know, we are, we are very young chaps, we uh, cash trapped also, but uh, nothing helped. I, I find that so crazy that just the next day it's gone. And, yeah. you know, another, another major thing, and this was that I, what I was talking about, you know, when I did the introduction, you guys are a story of persistence. So what happened here was two of your founders decided look, we've been through the whole process of starting this up. Now, I don't know if we can do it again. You know, we've invested so much time, energy, money. How do we move forward? Can you talk about a little bit about that, losing two of your founders and then choosing to yeah. move forward again? So, so basically the first hiccup was this one where we lost one of our uh, founders, just to correct you. Uh, okay. Because, you know, uh, he realized that he's, you know, he really liked the business. He really liked what we could uh, actually, uh, you know, do with this business and the amount of resources that we're saving and the impact that we are making to the uh, world. But it's like, this is like, you know, I, I really can't uh, uh, do this business. It's, it's not my cup of tea. Like just, I'll just uh, stop here. So that is, you know, 
so one was obviously losing the greenhouse and so much money plus losing a founder so <laughs> two things happened simultaneously and uh, we uh, after that we just uh, we decided we we'll, we took some time uh, uh, did some brainstorming uh, and we decided we'll just move on we'll we'll not stop here it's been you know it's just been a couple of months since we started so we we'll just go on we'll see what uh, future has for us uh the second hiccup came uh just after we built our second fund we were uh, we actually got some interest from uh, one of the uh, best in uh, social investing firms in india and uh, we spent almost uh, five months with them uh you know they visited our farm we visited their office in mumbai uh, numerous calls uh, lasting couple of hours and we finally you know uh, got an approval that they are ready to invest uh, in our company and uh, everything was done so they they had the term sheet ready they had the final approval from their gps so there was the last step which is there in any uh, investment which is the due diligence the legal and the financial one uh, during the legal due diligence uh, the very there was a very small hiccup that came one of our uh, founders was involved uh, in another company uh, with a similar interest in supposed to design but uh, the other partner uh, in that company uh, threatened him and due to force and legal action and he uh, just couldn't take a call back then so which basically pissed off the investor because they were ready with the check they were ready with everything and that was a good amount of investment that we were raising uh, but the investment didn't go through just at the last step we almost had the check in our hands so uh, that was the second hiccup where we lost uh, our other uh, founder he was like you know i am it's uh, too much for me right now i will just uh, wrap up and go uh, he actually uh, wanted to do an mba so he uh, further went to do his mba from isb hyderabad uh, and then since then we've just been three people they I, i really hope that uh, i i've seen them through now so i know there's uh, not going to be lesser than 3 now <laughs> wow and you know that's again that's incredible you guys keep coming up and then something comes back to push you down i i wonder uh what is the mindset that you go through you know you said you guys took some time off but do you go through that thinking where you're like is it worth it you know should we move forward or did you always know we're on this mission and we have to do this and we have to keep moving forward no so it really depends on the intensity of the failure so many uh, times uh, probably more than times we thought that uh, we have to move on uh, we thought that we should probably just stop here uh, i also had this thought that you know i have just completed my masters from singapore i should probably just wrap up and just you know, do a, a nice paying job in singapore uh, just you know i think about much later in life but something uh, just kept on moving you know we we thought that we should just give this one more try and this, then mm-hmm. at the another stage one more try and that has just uh, kept on uh, moving and you know we, there's so many more things that you learn from failure i realized that uh, we would uh, have been nothing without these failures it, it would been boring uh, without these failures mm-hmm. like we wouldn't go personally the company uh, don't have grown much uh, so they're really important for uh, uh, a person to grow because you 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 can't really uh, grow professionally uh, without failures you you fail then you figure out uh, how do you overcome this failure the next time and 
Wow. Yeah, no, I think, you know, that's, that's something that I've seen a lot of people I've interviewed say something very similar. You learn the most from those failures and especially right. pushing through those, those are the moments that, you know, really reinforce your mission. Yeah. And I, I want to talk about, so after the first, um, you know, municipality of Delhi came in and, you know, demolished the farm, you guys did a little bit of a pivot, right? You moved into consultancy for a little bit to gain some funds. Right, right. After uh, the greenhouse was demolished, we uh, uh, started another farm in Mumbai. Uh, There's a place called Wada near Mumbai. So we started another farm in Mumbai and then we started getting a lot of interest from people who were just generally interested to get into uh, hydroponics. You know, people in the real estate uh, who weren't actually making a lot of money in real estate. The market was stagnant, so they just wanted to uh, diversify their fields. A couple of IT guys, uh, childhood friends who were wanting to, you know, just now fulfill their entrepreneurship dream, uh, similar mm-hmm. people who have uh, considerable amount of savings. So we got uh, interest from them. We were confident that we are, you know, now uh, quite uh, proficient in the hydroponic uh, industry, the systems, we designed a lot of systems and we uh, had our own uh, in-house greenhouse team. Uh, so we thought uh, we'll just get into consultancy. We are bootstrapped, we are uh, we need funds to grow and uh, uh, this is the best way to learn as well as uh, earn some money. So we got into consultancy and we did a lot of projects. We did a uh, couple of them in Maharashtra, a couple of them in Karnataka, a few of them in Delhi and CR also. Uh, pretty much everywhere. Uh, recently, we've also uh, done. A, we're doing a project actually uh, in the US. So you've you've continued the consultancy. Um, Not really. So we we okay. discontinued the consultancy in 2018. Uh, we okay. thought that uh, this was not the. This was just a, a short-term thing that we wanted to do to gain some more experience to uh, earn some money. But the core of our business was to grow and sell. So you know we wanted to. Uh, grow good quality produce uh, and sell it directly to the customers. So we uh, continued uh, doing that uh, after 2018. And since then, we've been taking very selective projects, which we think mm-hmm. are good for the growth of our company. Like we set up a project in the uh, in Kolkata at a uh, five-star hotel. Uh, and that hotel now uh, produces all its uh, herbs uh, consumption from uh, that indoor farm. Uh, the second uh, project that we took was the one I was just mentioning in the US. Uh, it is a uh, it is in a partnership, so we'll uh, we'll just get a profit sharing of whatever uh, get from the farm, and it's a it's a greenhouse as well as an indoor farm, uh, mm. uh, big area. Okay, so you know that that's that's a very cool move that you guys decided to do, and it you know it really put you guys back on the path to work on what you wanted to do. So you did a little bit of a pivot while investing resources into what you guys wanted to do. I I wanna know, so we we know you've come through all these failures and you've come through stronger as a result and you've done pivots and it's very typical startup, you know, moving through toward being successful. Now I wanna know, bringing in the actual customers for your hydroponics because hydroponics is something new here you have to educate the market not everybody knows about it and is it more expensive for the regular consumer to buy because it's not at the scale yet maybe so could you talk about the whole process of educating the marketing market and bringing in consumers for this business sure so uh, back when we started, it was quite difficult to make people understand what hydroponics was because uh, even we were new to hydroponics. Mm-hmm. 
but since then we've uh, you know there are a lot of com- companies that have uh, started coming in in the hydroponic space including ours and we do our own marketing efforts a lot of bigger companies do their own marketing efforts and that is really helped in educating the customers so we combined uh, all the companies which are in the hydroponics domain are making this effort and we are just right now we're at a, uh, such small stage that we are not uh, a threat to each other uh, in terms of the competition so we're just uh, helping each other out uh, we also help a couple of companies if they have a problem selling the produce so uh, we're slowly just educating the customers about what are the benefits of hydroponics how uh, it's uh, uh, better than what you actually get uh, from uh, the market and uh, what impact it has on the uh, resources which uh, are limited can we can we get to a point where hydroponics is kind of the main form of farming in india and even globally because it's something so new from what i've read again i'm a very beginner in it at uh, i've just started doing research you can only grow certain types of vegetables and fruits and stuff like that but can it get to the point where it's almost ubiquitous because it's healthier for us pesticide free and it's much more efficient so it feels like the way to go um can we get to that point uh see it's definitely possible theoretically it's possible but right now it's very hard to say if we can actually uh replace uh, growing everything that we eat uh, uh in hydroponics because uh you know there uh we consume a lot of stuff which is grown on trees we consume a lot of stuff which uh, stuff which is grown on uh, thousands of acres of land which is like rice and wheat uh so the cost of growing in hydroponics is definitely higher because we are giving uh, the plant exactly what it needs uh rather than <clears throat> growing in the in the weather that uh, it actually grows so uh, theoretically definitely possible and uh, if you know uh, an area like dubai middle east it's uh, becoming quite popular they're not able to grow anything the especially due to the uh, covid 19 pandemic uh, countries start realizing that they can't rely on uh, other countries for the food that they eat uh, like singapore uh, recently announced a lot of uh, funds to local companies who are growing uh, leafy vegetables and uh, poultry Uh, countries are slowly realizing that they will have to uh, at least whatever they can grow locally like you know the uh, middle east uh, doesn't have a lot of water and uh, arable land they will have to do hydroponics to at least grow whatever they can so uh, this enables us to grow a lot of things uh, majorly leafy vegetables some uh, fruits like cherry tomatoes and strawberries uh, peppers cucumbers uh, but we are testing out different varieties also uh, different uh, types of other crops which right now do not make economic sense but uh, gradually they might and then we'll definitely i can't comment that we'll be able to grow everything that we eat hydroponically but uh, a majority of the things we can definitely grow and we can just uh, give space and more resources to things which uh, actually require uh, those resources so is the innovation in this space really being able to grow a new vegetable or fruit that the others haven't figured out yet or is it like developing the technology or is it everything encompassing in you know really separating yourself from the other companies in the market so uh, i think the way uh, in which we're different uh, is that we were uh, we started everything from the scratch so mm-hmm. we have our own systems we have our own greenhouse team we have uh, designed our own indoor systems we just we just uh work continuously the r&d hasn't stopped uh, since day one uh, so we work continuously to make sure that the systems are uh, effective they're uh, uh, utilize even lesser resources we are able to grow more uh, and we are as uh, cheap as possible because uh, we currently are in a country like india 
people do not really pay a very high price for uh, whatever uh, you know their uh, fruits and vegetables and uh, all that stuff so currently also we are the cheapest in the market uh, as compared to other hydroponic players and we uh, aim to be uh, that uh, forever so we continuously keep on testing different ways different techniques that we are able to grow more the the global average of uh, uh, an indoor farm is around uh, Seven uh, to eight pounds uh, per square feet, whereas uh, our uh, indoor farm is able to grow twelve uh, pounds per feet. So uh, I think it's it's a good place to wrap up. But I, I just want to talk about one last point, which is where do you want Triton Foodworks to be in ten years? Where do you see it moving to, and you know what do you see its position being? So as I just told you that we we just entered. To the U.S. market, we are uh, we are also exploring Singapore and uh, and the Middle East. We we really want uh, Trident Foodworks to be a global company, which is uh, present in all the continents, uh, uh, say in ten years' time. And we uh, we really hope to make a, a bigger impact uh, uh, on the world that uh, we're making right now than we're making right now. And and one la- and I'm sure Trident Foodworks will do it. You know, through all the challenge. From what I've heard from this interview and doing my research on the company, you guys are just masters of going through challenges, coming out even stronger. So I'm sure out of COVID-19, you guys are going to come out even, even stronger. I, I want to ask one thing, you know, personal to Dhruv Khanna, uh, you know, wh- what is your ambition? What is the mission that you are on and what kind of impact do you personally want to make? So Triton uh, Foodworks has uh, enabled me to do so many things, which I, uh, which I never imagined, which no one imagined that, you know, I will be able to do we uh, we have been a part of uh, the united nations environment which i forgot to mention in our previous uh, uh, calls we are uh, a part of the green tech startup hub we've it's uh, it's so uh, great to meet uh, you know policy makers and uh, people who actually uh, have an impact in changing the world so i really want to be growing uh, at this pace or even a faster pace simultaneously come through a lot of failures and overcome those failures because they're they're really important uh, for a person to grow uh, and just make a, a good impact in the uh, world. So we know that uh, we are we are uh, running out of resources uh, much sooner than expected. So I really want the Triton Foodworks, and uh, if uh, I have any more uh, ventures to come up, uh, they should focus on saving the resources, saving uh, whatever we have left in the world, and uh, make world at least livable for the next generation. That's that's an awesome mission, and I think one that India and the world needs, you know, more than anything right now. Right. So, I think right. that's a great place to wrap up. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. I very highly recommend that you continue to follow the Triton Foodworks story and Dhruv Khanna on their mission to enable us moving forward. Uh, Dhruv, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Great. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be releasing more stories of change and impact in India weekly. So thanks, everybody, for listening. See you on the next one.